Well, hello. Welcome back to the Wellness Coaching Conversation. I'm Lori Legault, and yes. we have Brian. I'm Brian Douglas. All righty. And we have some exciting topics to discuss. So what we've decided to do, our coaching pod squad, is we're going to talk about session dynamics and what different types of coaching conversations with our clients looks like, feels like, and how we have personally dealt with them. Not saying we have the answers, just saying this is how we might approach a situation like that. So you're talking about real world coaching, right, Lori? We're talking about real world coaching. Yes. I said that without. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool though, because it's like, sometimes <laughs> we, we start talking about things that are big picture or the theoretical, but it's important to remember that coaches everywhere, just like us are out there going, well, what about this? How do we deal with this? How do we deal with that? So I'm super excited about this topic. Me too, because I remember as well, when I first decided I wanted to be a coach and was starting to learn about being a coach, I was really excited to really hear what it's like. And I remember trying to find, you know, videos of it. And the only videos I could find were staged. They were all staged yeah, conversations. And exactly. I'm like, is this really real? Is this really how it goes? You yeah. know? What happens when this happens? What happens when that happens? How do you deal with it? So diving right in today, what we're trying to talk about in this very first session is what happens when you have a client who will not seem to stay on topic and doesn't stop talking? I've never had that happen. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, as we just started to talk about recording for today, I said, I just had a client just now an hour ago. That was the case. Yeah. And, you know, to be quite honest, people don't necessarily all come to coaching for the same reasons, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. people literally Good come point. because they just need to be heard and yeah. they need to vent. And that was the case in my scenario. Mm -hmm. This wasn't a person who was by any means, you know, what I would consider um, not sane or, um, or just wanting to frivolously use the time. Mm -hmm. Clearly she was distraught and she wanted to kind of bounce around to many topics about what's hard for her in her life right now. Yeah. And so I have a lot of empathy for that. Sure. You know, absolutely. Because, uh, you know, it, it's, I think it can be really lonely out there. And, and if, if you lack certain resources, if you lack support, like maybe, maybe there are topics that this person didn't feel like they could talk to their family or their friends about, and, and you were kind of like that lifeline, mm -hmm. you know? So. And that is absolutely the exact situation here. You're, you're hitting the, <laughs> the nail on the head. Is that the oh, term? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. So I guess I'll start just by saying that, you know, one of the things that I am aware of is in this particular um, dilemma is that it can start to feel as people talk and talk and bounce around to different topics, it can start to feel like they have forgotten that they're working with a coach. Mm. 
and that they are not at a therapy session. I do think people get that mixed up sometimes. And so I don't know about you, Brian, I'd love to hear kind of how you handle this, but I will say that one of the ways that I work to get somebody on track as they start to, you know, kind of bounce around to different topics is I'll say to them, I'm just going to make up a name right now. So I'll say, you know, listen, Sarah, it sounds like what you have been experiencing this week has been pretty difficult. And I'm curious, how can I begin to coach you around the most important topic for you today? Mm. So that is one way that I start to try and get them a little back. Right. And sometimes it comes with interrupting because sometimes Mm -hmm. people are like really not even taking a breath in there. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I I feel like number one, I love that question because it, it, it really is an attention getter. And that's what we're looking for, right? It's like, you know, because people are in their own worlds. We're all in our own worlds. Um, what I've found, because I've I've had some recent experiences like this too. What I've found that I, in my experience, what I didn't do an effective enough job of at the beginning of the session was really kind of dive into today's goals, like identify the goal for today. You know, just what you did is attempting to bring them back to that. You know, I I found that I tried to do that, but it was still hard. There still was, there was not like a lot of traction. It was like, yeah, yeah. um, Well, but let me finish what I was saying, you know, and they go right back (laughs) to it. And, And so it's like, there's a certain momentum that I think can be built up you know, and kind of that emotional charge that goes with it. If we as coaches don't kind of predicate the session with its purpose and intent, which is, okay, we're here to work on something very specific that is determined by you, the the coachee, and you need to bring that forth, you know? And I think that's where... I recognize an opportunity for me as a coach is to, yes, I, I want to create a, a sense of rapport and and a sense of connection early on by asking somebody what's you know what's new and good in your life, what's what's exciting that's happening, or or what ha- what insights have you have you gained since our last session? Those are those are kind of great ways to start a conversation, but as a coach, then we've got to find that gap or make a gap and say and segue to the goal directed part of the equation, because I think that's what sets the tone for the entire conversation. Otherwise, you know, we're, we're looking for a gap and we're trying to bring it back on track and it's like trying to lasso a wild horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're so right. And I feel like that exactly what you're saying is where I, as a coach have gone wrong. So I will sometimes say something like, you know, hi, Sarah, great to see you again. So starting off today, what's gone well for you this week? That's actually how I start lots of sessions. Mm -hmm. Instead of how do you want to use our coaching session today, which is more of a reminder, this is coaching. It's not therapy. Yeah, that's a good. 
And so, you know, people are, and the reason I always say what's gone well for you this week, or since we've last spoken is because I like to put that in the forefront because people Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, come to a coaching session, ready to tell you everything that that's hard for them. And so I like to start off with what has gone well, but you know, by not stating the, how do you want to use our time together for coaching? It allows them to just start to spew and yeah. to forget. And uh, then mm. it's hard to get people back on track. It's, it's all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, this is not going well. And you start to panic, yeah. you know, this is not, this is not going the way that it should. And now I feel like I haven't done my job well. And so I like what you're saying is really identifying early on, you know, what we're going to use this session for. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause I, I feel like reminding, reminding folks of scope without, you know, being specific, saying, you know, the scope of what we're doing here, it, it, I, I, you don't have to do that, but it's more about saying, you know, how do you want to use your coaching time today? That's a beautiful question. And it, 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 again, it's an attention getter and that's what we want. We want people to get out of whatever train they're on, you know, the train of thoughts, a train of emotions and take just a second and be in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it's all about. And I think that, um, you know, as I, a lot of my coaching is career oriented. So it, it's I guess, yes, it's still kind of wellness coaching, but it's 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 a, a very specific focus. And so one thing that I often don't do with my sessions that I think could be beneficial is starting the session off with a. Uh, um, you know, either a, a meditation or a moment of intention or something that really brings brings the client into the moment and stops all of that and and kind of allows that focused attention and intention to happen. So I'm curious, what do you do? You find that helpful? I mean, what are your experiences around that? I love that you brought that up, Brian, because no, I haven't been doing that. And oh my gosh, I wish I was mm. doing more of that. That is so true. And that is something that we do learn in our coaching certification program that yeah. I really haven't brought in. Uh, I tend to do that when people are expressing that they're very stressed and having a hard time, mm-hmm. you know, calming down the nervous systems. My coaching is around a lot of exam taking. And mm-hmm. so we'll talk about how to bring down that those nerves and those intrusive thoughts. And that's one way that we often will do that and we'll do an exercise in that. But I never have started off a session that way. And that hmm. just seems to be such a great idea of, you know, starting off the session potentially with a grounding exercise and then stating, okay, you know, Sarah, (laughs) since Sarah is our practice person today or mine, um, now that we've, now that we've taken a moment to be in the moment, how would you like to use this coaching session today? Mm. Yeah, that feels good. Mm -hmm. It really does, Lori, because it, 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 again, I think it's all about present moment awareness 
and yeah. and then holding up that mirror to our client and saying, hey, this is the person who has autonomy here. This is the person who needs to direct this session. Okay. But this is where we're going. This is this is what we need to focus on. And then you pick whatever topic it's going to be. And I, I think that's that feels um, you know, it doesn't feel heavy handed. It, mm-hmm. it feels it feels well intentioned. It feels like even though we're kind of both in these parallel coaching tracks to true health and wellness coaching, you know, we're both maybe a little bit outside that lane and in, in the work that we do, it's still related. It's mm-hmm. still and and it still comes back to those fundamentals of setting the whole tone at the beginning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love that. I mean that this is why I'm so happy that we're doing this is because not only are we hopefully giving other people food for thought, but also ourselves. And so along those lines, you know, today in the session where this person really just kept bouncing around to all these different things, um, I mentioned to her that I acknowledged, you know, acknowledged that it sounds like things have been difficult and busy Mm -hmm. And I asked her basically the miracle question. So to reel it in, to go from, I'm experiencing this and then this happened and then this happened and I miss my family and I don't have good friends and I'm feeling really um, isolated and I'm not Mm -hmm. getting good sleep and I wish I could get myself to exercise. I mean, this is the things that she, Mm -hmm. this person was saying today. So I acknowledged that it sounds like things have been difficult and chaotic. And then I said to her, so I'm going to ask you something. If you were to go to sleep tonight and wake up in the morning feeling 100% better about everything, what's the first thing that you would notice? So that is how I got her to go from this, wow. like everything is going crazy for me to, I go to sleep tonight, I wake up in the morning and the first, and, and everything is hundred percent better. What's the first thing you notice? It took her a while. She was, she, yeah. she, she was like, uh, it took her a while. And I said, just take your time. There's no rush. What's, you know, what do you, what, what, what would you notice? And her answer was, I would have a lot more energy. Interesting. So I said, would you like that to be your action item today that we work through? So it just took everything from this, Mm. you know, everything's like, I think of that, that, (laughs) that song, um, from the movie, you know, that goes, everything is awesome. But instead of everything is awesome, it's everything is awful because that's kind of how she was framing it to like, okay, now everything is awesome. And what does that look like? So it, it was, it was very helpful to go from that. And she said, I would have more energy. And I said, what would give you energy? She said, I would start to exercise. Okay. So what does that look like? What does exercise in your life right now look like? what's possible. Hmm. And that was how we ended today. So she did make a plan towards exercise. And so I feel like, you know, that was, um, a pretty interesting situation that was, uh, hopefully helpful for her to bring it in and really start to focus on what, 
what she can do, you know, mm-hmm. and how she can manage better. So, um, and, you know, and similarly, I had a, a person I worked with this week that all she wanted to talk about was how difficult her love relationship has been. And that was interesting <laughs> for me because that's not something I usually do with coaching. Right. Right. It definitely started to feel like therapy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this feels like I'm crossing a line. This doesn't feel like I'm in my scope of practice right now when she's just yeah. ranting and ranting about difficulties in her relationship. Mm-hmm. And so the way that the only way I could think of to reel that in was two things. Re- uh, recommend a therapist. Yeah. You know, because I said, I I feel like what you're tapping into is some relationship dynamics that are out of my scope of practice and maybe some past relationship trauma Mm. that is out of my scope of practice. Yeah. So would you like to talk about the possibility of working with a therapist? Is that something that could be a a possible action item in our coaching conversation today? So those are some examples that I've yeah. recently had. I love that. I, I feel like you <clears throat> you allowed her to feel heard and you enforced a healthy boundary, a professional boundary. You know, you trusted your gut, your intuition, and you said, uh, this doesn't feel like coaching. I, I need to I need to do something about this. And you did it, you know, and, and you did it in a constructive way though it wasn't it wasn't you know cold or dispassionate or abrupt it was compassionate but it was clear you know it's like you you channeled your inner Brene Brown that's pretty awesome (laughs) (laughs) oh man I would I would love to every day be referenced as somebody similar to Brene Brown my one of my heroes Uh, well she's pretty amazing so yeah yeah well when you talk to people regarding their career and where they want to go. And I'm guessing that people do a lot of that too, where they, well, I've done this and then I did that. And I was thinking Mm -hmm. about this and I was going to do that. Like, what are, can you think of any ways that you've reeled it in? Uh, Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good question, Lori. And, and I do have some pretty recent experience on that. Um, One of the things that, that I, like to do is kind of listen for threads or listen for maybe topics that I can sense there's a an emotional charge, either mm. positive or negative. And I'll just jot them down. And then, you know, I'll ask them about that. Like you, 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 you know, maybe the person mentioned healthcare and they mentioned, um, project management as a couple of just topics through, you know, a a 10 minute discourse. And I might go back and say, you know, I, I know a couple topics that you mentioned seem to really light you up. Tell me more about that. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. And try to keep it open-ended, not, you know, immediately going, ah, this is what you should do with your life. Cause that is totally (laughs) not my job. And I, and I'm purposely, some people will, will straight up ask me and say, what should I do? 
I'm like, okay, so are we in the advice giving or the coaching portion of the program here? Because those are two very different things. And I make it light, but I, I make it clear too. Like if I'm going to be coaching you and you're going to be paying me as a coach, it's a whole different thing than if you want to just, you know, chat up with Brian and say, hey, what what do you suggest? Those two mm -hmm. different conversations. And I, I'm and people respond well to that because they get it. And you use yeah. a little humor, use a little humor and it's cool. But by asking that conversation of, you know, I, I noticed these topics or these whatever it is really kind of lit you up tell me more about that and that's like i don't know it's just a, it's it's giving them permission it's like an invitation to go in a direction that they weren't sure they could or maybe you know it's, they weren't clear on it you know and so it's it's um it's just about um i guess listening well being intuitive, being perceptive, and then just being willing to kind of lob it back at them and say, tell mm -hmm. me more about that, you know? And and that has, I think, been, um, from what I've been told from these clients, a very helpful and beneficial part of that kind of um, narrowing down process when they're when they're thinking about pivoting into a different career you know it can be so overwhelming because there's so many strengths and so many opportunities and so many different jobs and careers and all of that um so a lot of times it really is just taking the time to listen and looking for that which really moves the person you know where there's, yeah. where there's some kind of spark of passion yeah, I love that so much because I think what happens is that you are actually distinguishing for them the, I think I should do this versus the, I really want to do this. And so they don't always realize they're doing that, right? So you're noticing that it sounds like you think that you should probably go down this road, but what I'm hearing the most amount of excitement and passion in is this. What do you think about that? What's your yeah. thoughts? You know, not saying you're going to convince them otherwise, but they may not realize that they just did that and you picked up on it and they're like, oh, well, yeah, that is actually what I would love to do, but I just don't know that mm -hmm. I could or should or whatever, which still it's not your choice to say, you know, I mean, right. what made me, what came to mind when you said, what you said is that sometimes when people ask me, what should I do? Um, I say to them, I understand that you would love for me to tell you what you should do because when you're confused or overwhelmed, it's hard to make a decision. Mm. However, it is not my job to decide for you. It is my job to help you decide what's best for you. And in the end, you're going to be happier with that than me telling you what you should do. That's great. That's great. I, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I think it, it's asking a person, what do you think you should do? And how does that look in comparison to what you want to do? Because mm -hmm. it, it, it's all about helping them, you know, find those discrepancies and and uncover their own truth. Yeah. And reminding them that you are the expert in your life. I am yeah. not the expert in your life. I am the expert in my life. Yeah. So what I think you should do or what I would do in your case is not necessarily what you should do, you know? And mm -hmm. so empowering them, I think is our job, empowering them to make good decisions based on what they know about themselves already and reminding them you 
do have the ability to make the right choice for yourself. You know, I mean, it's funny because personally, I don't like somebody telling me what to do. The only Mm -hmm. time I really want someone to tell me what to do is when I can't decide what restaurant to eat at because both of them are fine restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to do? (laughs) You know, you want Mexican or do you want Italian? They both sound great. (laughs) (laughs) Please decide. Yeah. But in a big life decision, I don't want someone to tell me Mm. what to do, you know? And so, um, but sometimes they're just, they're just overwhelmed and exhausted and there's like, uh, somebody just please tell me what I should do. Mm. And we have to remind them, no, no, no. You do know what you want. You just have to yeah. be empowered to make that choice. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I think that's, um, I don't know. I think that's a great place to kind of, um, end this part of, of that conversation, because I, I, I do think there's a lot more we can get into when it comes to session dynamics, but I, I think when it comes to working with a, a client who either can't or won't stay on topic, you know, a big part of of the solution is prevention. It's how we start the session, how we frame the session, but then also it's it's about you know, kind of stopping them in the moment and reframing and really listening to those things that that we kind of recognize are important to them, even if they don't recognize it, and then asking questions that provoke them into thinking about that and going, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I do have the answers, you know? So I think that's, um, it sounds awfully simple, but it's not. It's not, because it's- it, Yeah, you're absolutely is- right. And, and it, it, it comes with experience. You get yeah. experience doing it more and more, and then you recognize when it's happening. Yeah. And, you know, there's kind of that moment where you're like, uh-oh, this is not going great. I need to reel it in. <laughs> the session is <laughs> slipping through my fingers. <laughs> yeah, and their time is valuable because yeah. they're paying you, and mm-hmm. your time is valuable because you want them to succeed with whatever you're working towards. So it's that moment of... um okay, time to time for me to do one of those hard things, which I remember in certification classes talking about the interrupting that sometimes that's necessary. And I never want to interrupt people. I, I, I don't want to do that, but I will just very delicately say, so it sounds to me like, <laughs> and then redirect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And, and All right. that's right. It, you have to sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you have to be that rude coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just for a second, then you're back yeah. to nice coach. Yep. So, all right, Brian. Well, I'm glad that we were able to dissect that a little bit today. And we'll be back on the next podcast to talk a little bit more about some session dynamics. There's plenty to talk about, Lori. That's for sure. <laughs> all right. Take care, everybody. See you next Bye. time. Thanks a lot. Bye.